Hello, I'm Anne Stutz, and you'll find my name against a wide-ranging genre of novels on the Calibre site, but never a sci-fi. Happily, when one joins the Calibre team of narrators, we do complete a tick list of preferences. It's rare I ever turn a book away, only one in the last ten years, but with apologies to all sci-fi addicts, they're just not my cuppa. An avid reader myself since forever, throughout a long career in commerce combined with bringing up a family, I've always made time for my great love of amateur theatre. I belong to an excellent local company, but nowadays I'm more likely to be found directing or producing rather than acting. I swapped the full-time day job for voluntary work about ten years ago, and since then I've had the time to get involved with a variety of third-sector jobs, but the one I enjoy most is the narrating I do for Canada. What's not to like? No auditions, I get all the parts, and I don't have to learn any of the lines. And how wonderful, on a grey day, to be able to lock oneself away with a book and a laptop and read aloud. As you may imagine, during lockdown, it's been an absolute lifesaver. The one type of voluntary work I could continue, and even do more of, Often during the last year, four hours a day recording interspersed with online aerobics and the statutory three-mile walk has got me through to the six o'clock news. In fact, such a difficult time for so many has resulted for me in the opportunity to record, with Calibre's permission of course, some of my absolute favourite books from my own bookshelf. To have the chance to bring to life the works of some of the perhaps best well-known nowadays, amazing authors of the 20th century, has been such fun. Check out on Calibre's website also Dorothy Whipple's expertise at capturing the mores of the 1930s and 40s. And who knew children's authors like Noel Stretfield of Ballet Shoes fame and Richmond Crompton, think Just William, wrote for grown-ups too. Adding a spine-tingling Leslie Glaister to the list made for a chilling recording session and building up the available Bernice Rubens quirky yet gritty novels was also a treat. Definitely some to try. Of course, as a narrator, you don't always enjoy what you're reading but often a book that's not your cuppa turns out to be fun to record because of the opportunities it gives to you to bring it to life. And then imagine a dull day when something amazing pops through the letterbox. The much-missed Helen Dunmore's last book of poems, Inside the Wave, was such a privilege to read. And not to forget the excitement of Calibre needing a rush job on something that has an urgent deadline. Wow, it's like being back at real work again. A great tonic. Friends often ask how long does it take to record a book? And like that proverbial piece of string, it is, of course, a movable feast. One not just dependent upon the number of pages. A good, well-punctuated novel, where perhaps the author read it out loud to themselves as they wrote to check the sound of it, will take much less time than one where editing and punctuation is poor. Even in a great novel, where beautifully constructed sentences will ramble on for half a page, it will take more time to decipher their meaning and assign the right balance and expression. Fortunately, Calibre's software system means we can easily self-correct. 
So if you simply double the length of time of the finished recording you're listening to, that would provide a clue, but it won't include the time spent reading or scanning it before recording. Personally, I find recording for up to a maximum two hours at time will be all the voice can take in one session. And of course, if you develop a cold, you would have to stop recording until your voice gets back to normal again. So, the mechanics of it all. Does one read the book first? Well, for me it goes like this. First, let me explain the excitement of a new book arriving on the mat. It's like Christmas unwrapping. Will it be one you'd like to have on your bedside table first? What a bonus if it is. I stop everything and read it cover to cover then. If it's not, then for me it's more of a scan read. To sort out the protagonists, the locale, accents and notably the villain of the piece, that's fairly crucial. If you've got that wrong by the time you've discovered who'd done it, you'll end up having to redo it. By now, you think I'd know better, but would you believe on a book from my own shelf, so I had read it before, and one I've just finished recording, I suddenly realised that I'd missed that a minor American character's husband was English, not American. Fortunately, he didn't say a lot, but a slip like that means trudging through every chapter again, finding his odd sentences and then re-recording over the American accent I'd given him. More haste, less etc. I have to tell you about a very stupid mistake I made a few years ago in a light-hearted novel that I didn't much like, mainly due to its parlous editing, where a hairdresser's business was called something like Cool Cuts. That's K-O-O-L-K-U-T-Z. Now, if I remind you that my surname is Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z, you'll maybe realise what happened. Yep, I'd finished the novel before I realised I'd said cuts rather than cuts all the way through. Ah well, that took a little while to sort out. So forget what I said about doubling the listening time. Allow for the stupid error time too. Another narrating hazard that can impact on recording time can be the physical size of the book and the sounds it makes. A hardback can deliver regular clunks if your hand slips. The term page-turner has a whole new meaning for a narrator. How much hand pressure it takes to keep those well-glued pages open noiselessly on a thick paperback. Try it. And then, of course, there's the creaks from your desk or your chair. Stop and re-record. You've taken a sip of water and it gurgles as it goes down. Stop again. For most of the world during lockdown, the joyous sound of birdsong's been heard again. For me, it's meant having to move all my recording equipment from my lovely little upstairs study overlooking a splendid hedgerow to my comparatively quiet dining room table. But, oh dear, the table has drawers with brass rings which click at the slightest movement, so they've to be fastened down now with blue tack. And despite all of that, I absolutely love this work. In the 10 years I've been recording, I've just completed my 150th book. 
From time to time, a reader will write into Calibre to say how much they've enjoyed a book and Calibre pass it on. What a great reward for such a fun job. I'm just off now to replay this and erase birds, clicks and local church bells. Enjoy your listening. <laughs>